All right, guys, welcome to this week's edition of the ES3N podcast. As always with you, I am Richie Dinell. Also with me are my compadres, Markilio Atkins and Chris Leopold. Yo, yo. Kicking right into it, this weekend was a huge fight weekend. Uh, Boxing had a major card over on Showtime. Markilio, why don't you kick us off with the ESPN Plus show, and then we can jump right into the main event slightly after. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So I possibly might miss the fight, but we'll go into it. Well, we, hey, we're coming out swinging this week, guys. We had we had a, a lot of fights this weekend, and um, we even got fights lined up this this upcoming weekend. But let's talk about what happened over the past weekend. ESPN three, or excuse me, ESPN plus had seven fights. Junior welterweight bout between Kassir Goldston, where he scored a four round decision over Isaiah Vernell. Uh, we had Jahir, Jahai uh, Tucker scored a first-round stoppage of DeAndre Anderson. We had Brian Lua versus uh, Louis Narumbuina. F.A. Jigbe defeated Jonathan Rice and Rabizi Ramirez. But the, we had the main event, Jose Pedraza, uh, returning in the ring against Javier uh, Molina. What you, would you think about those uh, ESPN Plus fights, Richie? How would you like them? You know, the the one that stuck out to me, and, and this is uh, just being a fan of athleticism and, and just uh, athletes in general, regardless of what it is they do as a career, Jai Parker stuck out to me a, as the one guy because I, I saw him get introduced and they said this kid is 17 years old going into a professional fight. And we always have the debate about, you know, when should kids be able to go pro? You know, the NBA allows 18, 19 year olds. The NFL doesn't. They make you be, you know, three years out of high school, um, tennis and uh, golf. You can be under. And when I watch a 17 year old kid take it to a full grown adult, You have earned my respect. You have gained me as a fan. And not only did he take it to him, but he knocked him clean out. Yeah. That's some good fights. I mean, uh, the other 17-year-old, Kassir Goldston, too, came in there, another one of Jay Prince uh, fighters. He had the the four-round decision over Isaiah Vernell. Um, I think if you almost mix those two fighters, because I like the aggression of Tucker, but I also like the the, the slick boxing style of Kasir Goldston. You know, he went he he went four rounds with with a with a uh, I think a twenty four year old in uh, Isaiah Varnell, and you know Jay Prince is doing a great job with recruiting this young talent. Well, and, and that's what I was gonna say. Can you go into that a little bit? Because when I initially told you. Um, that that I really liked what I saw out of him. You you kind of uh, gave me some background yeah. into who it is they're fighting for, what uh, what promotion that is, and and where these guys are coming yeah. from, uh, being out of New York City. There, yeah. Jay Prince, Jay Prince boxing promotion. Jay Prince has always you know kind of been around the sport. Uh, you've seen him in the Mayweather camp and kind of you know always just seen him around boxing. So he's been recruiting a lot of young talent, and this is some of the young talent that you're seeing. 
uh, once you see those kids with those rap-a-lot, rap-a-lot, uh, you know, symbols across their shorts that, you know, that lets you know right away. But yeah, he's doing, he's doing some big things, man. He's been in, he's been in the boxing game for probably about maybe even like the last 10 to 15 years. And most people just really didn't know about it. Maybe even longer. As, yeah. And I was going to say, as the night went on, there was with three uh, big matches that, that ended up on Showtime there for the main event. Uh, as we go into the night, uh, Lubin and Gausha, it go into to what I mean that a lot of people seem to think it was kind of a boring fight as it took a while to kind of get going. Yeah, yeah. Two you, with this style, you have two counter. You got two counter punchers. So you got Erickson Lubin, you got Terrell Gausha, which which is you know kind of feeding off what the other person is doing. But Erickson, and both of these fighters are coming, uh, trying to basically match up with one of the char- with Charlo uh, next week, um, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. But uh, you, it, it was kind of boring because they, they set it up. These are fighters that's, that's coming, trying to prove something, trying to say, you know, er, uh, Gasha was just coming off of a, a loss for Arizonde Lara, and uh, Lubin had, came, had maybe won the last three matches, but had came off a defeat from Charlo. So they're just trying to, you know, get their shot back. But I was, I, I would say, I, I wasn't really impressed, you know. Uh, I expected a lot more from them. But what I was impressed with that night was Jerron Ennis. So I, I, I've, I've talked about him in the past. And, Walter Wake yeah. Phenom, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, going up, I mean, he's going up fast up the 147-pound chart, right? What is yeah. this? His sixteenth straight KO. Um, yes, I think. I mean, and this guy, and you know, and Ray was no joke, right? He's what twenty three, six and one, twenty one KOs. Um, you know, never really been knocked out before. I yeah. mean, just he took it to him, man. He took it to him in the fifth, right? I mean, he just and he was four pounds heavier, and yeah, he just got on the gym. Why do you got to say it like that, Mark Hill? You make it sound like I've done time, dude. (laughs) Man, he was hungry. He was hungry. I was really impressed. And to to what, Mark I mean, Mark we kind of had this conversation over the weekend. Um, Abreu came in, what, two pounds overweight, but Enos came in underweight, and so it equated to a four to five pound difference when you look at the two um and, and for boxing i mean five pounds that's like picking up a five pound dumbbell and and swinging punches is the difference between the two guys yeah yeah one pound difference is uh you know a lot different a lot a lot of weight especially at that weight when you're when you're talking about 147 pounds <laughs> no no doubt and and two i guess even before the knockout, um, Enos had to have been winning the cards in general. Three knockdowns before the KO. I, I mean, it was almost, when you watch it back, it's almost as if he, he was playing with them. You know, yeah. like he knew I had it in the bag. Let me, let me just do what I got to do and get out of here and move on. I think the Brave felt, felt that as well. I don't know if you know one thing that comes that, that that's, I'm intrigued with as far as with the 
the bubble and not having the audience at all the sports, you get to hear what these athletes are saying. You get some up close and personal uh, obscenities and, <laughs> and some things. And Abreu was pretty, you can see, tell he was pretty peed off. He, uh, he, he, he screamed F you. Uh, after he knocked him, after he got knocked down that one time, and you can see that Ennis was a little bit more energized and just kind of playing into it. Yeah, it really peed him off, but yeah, you hear a little bit of everything with these basketball games, with the football games. Right, it's really up close and personal. Now, can can you explain to me a little bit? I'm I'm gonna jump backwards here. Um, the Brady King Tut fight. Yeah. Two, two first-round knockdowns ultimately ended up becoming a split decision that had to then be decided. When, when somebody has knockdowns like that, you would assume that, that there's going to be a big favor and it's going to be an obvious choice, but it didn't seem to come out that way. Yeah, because King Tuck didn't dominate from that point. Gritty's pretty much kind of caught his composure after those knockdowns, and um, you know did, had a little bit better, more you know, had a little bit better ring generalship. Um, he didn't hit him with the heavier shots, but he hit him with more shots, and it seemed like his aggression and his confidence came um, after you know he got his got his bell rocked. Now, one of the things you talked about was this matchup that they're trying to get with Charlo. Can you can you talk about what, what we're looking at here? Because there is a lot of matchups coming up. There's a lot of boxing that's yeah. going to be happening before the end of the year. Uh, what, what can we be looking at uh, as we head into October or even before we get to October uh, from a title standpoint, from an excitement standpoint of, of what's, to, what's to be yet? Cool, cool, cool. So as we were just saying, as we, when we come, when I came in, uh, there's fights going on this weekend. Sergey Devinchenko, uh, you for the for Charlo's WBC middleweight title. Um, you got the co-feature event with Brandon Figueroa versus Damian Vasquez for Figueroa's WBA regular junior featherweight title. Um, you got the co-feature event uh, with with Duke Micah and John Rill Casamayor Casamaro. Uh, for the WBO Bantamweight title, and you got the main event, which Merle Charlo and, G and Jason Rosario that just came off of a big win. Um, it's a, it's a jam-packed pay-per-view event of, of good fights, man. Uh, it, the, the, the cool thing about boxing right now, you can say from the last, the, the, from the ESPN Plus fight, has some connections with the fights that's coming up. Uh, just as uh, we talked about Jamel Charlo, Jamel Charlo recently just came off of a, a, a victory, uh, recently came off a victory of, of, of J-Rock. Uh, J-Rock recently just fought the Dominican uh, Republic fighter, Rosario. So he's actually fighting his younger brother now. Is boxing is really intriguing right now, and if you get a chance to look at boxing and just kind of watch it for the next month, it'll kind of tell you all the stories of all the different weights and all the different things that they're trying to set up, all the different trauma uh, for the upcoming fights. I'm about to say, I know I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while since there's been a reason to watch boxing, so 
it's interesting trying for me trying to pick up after all of that time. Yeah. So UFC Fight Night started off um, Kevin Holland versus Darren Stewart, and you know I, I've never uh, been a big fight guy in terms of watching boxing, in terms of making sure I watch UFC, um, and getting involved in this podcast has ramped up my interest, has made me want to watch, because now that I've been watching, it, it's piqued my interest and, and wanting to learn more. And, and Chris, to, to, quote, to quote the philosopher of Leopold, you want to watch somebody get knocked the out. And Kevin Holland and Darren Stewart came out just throwing absolute haymakers at each other. And it was great to watch because neither folded. They just blasted each other over and over and over again. And neither one seemed to want to back down. They went the full three rounds. It was a very physical fight. Somebody would come over the top with a right. Somebody would counter with a left. Then you'd get a counter shin kick. Then you'd get a counter roundhouse. That's what UFC fighting is. Um, what ended up happening at the end was a shock where Kevin Holland got the win. And the thing that with UFC that they've been doing is they immediately walk to a, a basically a green screen area where they can interview him. They put a headset on, they do an immediate interview. And Holland was shocked that he had even won during his, his uh, post fight interview. He, he said, he goes, they said, what'd you say to Stewart? And he goes, I, I told them that he should have won and that they made a mistake. Um, saying that the judges gave the win to the wrong guy. I mean, obviously that helps him. Uh, but just to hear that, you know, coming out of a fight, you, usually you're happy with a win. But uh, to be able to have that sense of, hey, this guy probably just whooped me a little bit. Um, it shows some humility for him. Um, but as the night went on, it, it the night got real short. When you talk about Mackenzie Dern versus Ronda Marcos, that was a real quick. Uh, tap out right in the first round. Basically, Dern is a, a submission holder, and right. she put her jujitsu on full display in that round. And, and the mean, whole, what is that? At, at less under four minutes, right? Three forty-four. And the whole intention. The arm bar. Yes. Ronda Ramsey style. That that's her move, and um, she she's basically a submission specialist, and claims there's a lot left to be seen. But she basically just took it right to her. Said, "I'm just going to get in and get out," and and. This is work, baby. Work is work. Right. Right. The Johnny Walker Ryan Spawn fight, uh, right there in the first round, right? With elbows and hammer punches, right? At well, and, and, and that's, yeah. And to that, there was a little bit of controversy. And, and Mark Healy, I know you've been following fighting a lot more than I have. I'm going to ask you. There, there, there was, there seemed to be some upsetness about the hammer punches thrown as they were claiming they were to the back of the head. But there was there was some different feelings as to whether that's actually a rule or not. So one of, some of the commentators were going, well, wait, when did that become a rule? And some of the other commentators were going, well, that's been a rule. What What is the take on, on punches thrown to the back of the head? Well, I mean, 
Man, I'm not a rules book, but I'll tell you, um, as far as my knowledge, I don't think you can punch to the back of the head um, in, in, that, in, in any instance, <laughs> whether it's boxing, whether it's MMA. Um, I, I don't think that, that certain things are, that's not allowed. Um, just like a, a knee um, while you're down, you know? Right. So to me, that, I, I don't, that's a foul. And, and so they gave him the win. Um, and, and the cool thing that I didn't know about UFC either is that they can do immediate replay uh, as they had to earlier in the night with a knee to the face um, to see if they were on the ground. And uh, I guess it makes the NFL look stupid because they keep talking about how long these, how long these instant replays are taking. And UFC's got it down, baby. 30 seconds, we're rocking and rolling. Um, but but to get to the next fight, and, and the one I was excited to see is here at ES3, and we are all about the local guys. We love to support our local talent. We love to give shout-outs to the Wisconsin guys, especially our Milwaukee natives. And wow, was that a – I don't even know what to call that. <laughs> Me, man, Jimmy is a, is a beast. I mean, man, it, first punch. Yeah, they, they, they basically square danced. Right. 17 seconds, Mike Tyson style. Right. He did it Mike Tyson style, right? He had a plan until he got hit. Then his plan was to go to sleep. All right. That was, I don't believe him. I mean, I, I, and that's I, after I, he won his first two fights in the span of 11 days. I mean, has anybody, is he human? Is he the next Terminator? Well, you know, and that and that's too. You know, UFC is going through the same thing to what Markelia was talking about with boxing, where you seem to keep seeing the same people fight in boxing because they're trying to quarantine and bubble these athletes. But but when you do that, especially with fighters, well, you're only going to be able to roll so many fighters out because of how long there is supposed to be in between. Uh, but it but I guess. For the fighters, at least so it's seemed through a lot of their uh, post-conference interviews after post-fight interviews, is that they like it. They like the ability to just go back right in the cage and fight a week, two weeks later, instead of having to wait these long periods of time. Now, whether that's safe or not, that's a whole different story and conversation for another day. But they see that depends on how much damage you're get, you're taking in these fights. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's got a lot to do with it. And as we talk about damage, I, I want to talk about the main event. Uh, I, I was hoping that Tyron Woodley was going to be able to stop the noise, but from the jump, Colby Covington just handled that business. It, they they well let's just say let's just say black lives still don't matter to Kobe COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's how they kind of advertised the fight, right? Was it it was MAGA versus BLM and his his post uh, well, weren't yeah. they for, weren't they former teammates like yes. the whole backstory there, right? Where not only are they like on the opposite ends of the spectrum, but they were former teammates. I know there was a lot of social media garbage talking. Um, maybe he should have spent a little more time working out and a little less time running his fingers across that cell phone keyboard because, um, you know, they, 
I mean, it was they had it scored 78-34 when they called it the fifth down. And, and so, basically, Getting your butt beat to go down 78-34. Well, well, yeah, and so basically what ended up happening was Woodley was going to get it, was, and to what Markelia was saying, where you can hear what these fighters and their trainers and their coaches are telling them. Uh, I think they got to, because with the main event UFC, they go five rounds. And I think it got to about round three, and his trainer just looked at him and said, dude, the only way we're, we're winning this is if you knock him out because he is just controlling you. Um, and it ended up getting a TKO finish, uh, but Woodley, the fear is, you know, either dislocated or popped a rib out of place, um, which ended up being the reason that the fight was called uh, because he couldn't compete due to injury. Uh, but basically, as he's laying there, Covington was cutting a promo on the next guy that he's that, that he's trying to fight um for, for the belt um i love the sport i just <laughs> love this sport it's it's everything boxing used to be right and mike would be said mike would be talking about the next guy whose kids he was going to eat while his opponent was still being you know just still getting the smell of salts and coming back from la la land you know and speaking of that man is anybody i mean right who, who is mike who's mike supposed to fight it's uh and his comeback. Um, Roy Jones? Roy Jones. Roy Jones. And Roy Jones already tweeted like he regrets taking the fight. Dude. Roy Jones does not look in Mike Tyson's shape. I'm just going to oh, say that. Yeah. And, and I, I think know we're backtracking a little bit since I hadn't thought about I it. Know. All good, man. This is all good. It's all in fighting. It's all in fighting, right. But I think that the thing is, is you know, you, you always hear about athletes, no matter the sport. People always talk about the comeback. Oh, well, you know, for – most of the 2000s, we heard about how many times Brett Favre was going to retire and kept coming back, right? You know, you hear about, well, when is, you know, when was Shaquille O'Neal going to retire? But he kept bouncing from team to team trying to get that extra ring, right? And now you you're, you see it with fighters that as they age, they do come back. They fight later fights in their life. But I don't think anybody expected Tyson to walk out looking like he looks because he looks the part he looks like he could fight a 20 year old tomorrow and knock him out but like, didn't Ray john see this didn't he, didn't he see the same footage we saw before he I, 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 you know no, nobody knows what roger's been doing with the rest of his life man all right but he clearly had been doing what mike's been doing you know i mean Mike, Mike, Mike found himself actually Roy's been, the car, got Roy's been the most the more active fighter um, recently. You would think with Roy being a better technical fighter that he would feel that he would have an advantage. But that, but, but the fact that he's that he's talking as if he doesn't know why he took taking the fight really worries me. I, I mean, I think it might have been just a just a shoot. You know, I mean, again, I think everybody kind of saw Tyson walked out the six pack ripped dropping the weight down looking shredded and people kind of went wow and, and so again i think it's roy jones jr just playing into it and giving us a little shoot a little bit of the action and 
again, it, it very well could be Mike Tyson walks in there and KOs him. It, that very well could happen. <laughs> that's going to be what happens here, man. Roy Jones, they thought this was a this. showcase, guys. They right, that's exactly it. He thought he was going to come in for the cameras, right? Hug a little bit, and dance this up. And Mike's going to show up ready to eat his children. Right? <laughs> He's going to be like, but Mike, my kids are 50s. Like, that's all right. That's just a bigger meal. You know, yeah. and he's gonna go get some, and and well, Roy is gonna be. I, I don't know. I think he's thinking about Roy, backing out. Roy, I don't know what you were thinking, but but I'm Tyson, man. So uh, you know I'm gonna come in. I'm, I'm swinging. I'm sorry, boss, but you got the wings. I'm a king. <laughs> I'm a beast. Let's not start, man. Let's not start our Mike Tyson impressions now. We'll be here all night. That's right, because it's gonna get. So, all right, to so build back to UFC now. The next big fight. What is it? I mean, McGregor coming back. Is it Usman? Is it, uh, oh, God. I want to call it, what is the win? <laughs> the, the guy you, tru, truly, the Chris, same, yeah. listen, the guy, the, the guy you want to see, uh, the next big UFC is 253, and that's either next week or the week after. But the big name that you want to watch, and this is this is the guy that, uh, I don't know that he'll ever reach McGregor level, and I'm going to butcher this name. Israel Adesanya. That dude is a yeah. beast. That is the guy, if, if you're going to watch, to me, there's certain reasons I watch UFC. Last year, I went to I went and watched one. I, I wanted to see Bones Jones. Bones Jones, I just I just love watching him manhandle people. High on coke or not, the dude can fight, right? This is the same type of guy. This dude just gets after it. He's got the swagger. He's got the moxie. And he's got the punches to back it up. And, and I'm excited to be able to see him throw some bows and, and go to 20-0. Yeah, but you know who he's fighting, right? He's fighting Polo Cost. I don't care who he's fighting, man. I'm saying this is this is power. This is this is power versus athleticism, and it, and, it, and it's 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 Brazil's best versus each other. Like this is going to be a great fight. Amazing. You and you're gonna like you said. You got Israel that's gonna enter in the ring. You don't know if he's gonna dance, have a choreographed. Routine. <laughs> Come on, he might even come out there rapping. He might have a rap. He might grab the microphone from from Mr. Buffer and uh just start rapping to Osta. But hey, it's gonna be an exciting fight. When does you that don't take place? Know when that that's takes uh, September twenty sixth. Because right? I'll tell you when that September takes place. 26th. The yeah. exact day and exact time that we're gonna be sitting in the middle of a restaurant having dinner with our wives. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. Oh, I saw it's, a beautiful. It's, uh, it's this. It's this Saturday. This Saturday. Right. Hopefully, maybe they have it on the TV screen. I was gonna say you <laughs> you might want to change up the eating place and go to more of a sports. <laughs> so you can get that out in the background. <laughs> I'm about to say I'm sure. Let's put it this way: I'm sure we can jump into the pay per view late. It's not going to be. I think our reservation is for is for eight. I think the show starts at nine. If we got back by ten, we could watch it here. <laughs> so, guys, another little side note. I just I don't know if I'm just horrible for this. But I was telling Richie that I signed up for Showtime, but just only for the trial basis because I wanted to watch these fights. I know I'm going to drop it in the next 10 days. Is that just horrible? I, I couldn't find a stream, so. I, I have Showtime. You could always come over here and watch the fight. <laughs> always more than welcome to come over for Showtime, right? 
I thought of you like, uh, right before we jumped on here. I was scrolling through uh, Facebook, and and this guy is holding a cardboard cutout as if he was emulating a homeless person, and it said, "Please don't forget to cancel your free trials." And I, <laughs> and I immediately thought of you, uh, guys. That's a good spot for us to to get into a break here. Uh, coming out on the other side, we will talk uh, playoff clinched baseball teams as we start to head into the chase for October. And we will also talk about, again, the craziness that is college football. <laughs> 